great day. You're listening to the podcast, She Who Believes. And of course, I'm your host, Vivian Bell, and I am indeed She Who Believes. Well, today's podcast is going to be a little different, and I'm sure most of you can sense why um, the pandemic that's going on in this nation. But I want to address it. Um, I want to just talk to those people who might say, like our title tonight, I have faith, but I'm scared. So I want to just address some things. First one, not only just being a woman of faith, but also being a a board certified biblical counselor. Anxiety is real. Fear is real. It's a real emotion. Um, The word of God, of course, tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. All of those things are true. That's what I stand on. Those are the reasons why I'm I am, and I don't say this in a braggadocious way or any of that, but that I'm not worried about this situation. Um, When I say I am indeed she who believes, it's because I just believe God and he's made me promises that I know he's planning to keep. Um, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the author of confusion. So at the beginning of a year, the year 2020, the year of double portion, where God would speak to us, his people, his prophets, um, just his people and tell us, hey, this is what's going to come in this next year and in this decade. He didn't tell us that to just tell us that to say, hey, I'm going to make you believe I'm going to do this great thing for you in your life. And then voila, here is this pandemic. Well, see, none of this is a surprise to God. And I know many of you have heard these messages before, but I want to just give you the word of God tonight, but also shift things a little bit. And what I mean by that is I want you to be able to see the heart of God in his word. So often we have a perception of God that he's this God that's in heaven, that's waiting and ready to condemn us and to destroy us and to punish us. And often we, we read a word from God with condemnation hanging over our heads and he paid for condemnation for us. For example, most people, um, many uh, preachers or teachers or just other Christians that want to encourage you, if you tell them that you're anxious, they will most likely say to you, they'll quote the scripture. It's one of my favorites, actually. And it is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. The verse says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So many of you who've been listening to me, you understand that I believe that at times God left things vague or open or maybe had said she or he because he wanted us to be able to relate to his word and know that it is still true and alive for us today. I'll always believe that. But what I also know also is that when God speaks to us and tells us to not be anxious, I don't believe it's him condemning us for moments of angst. I think he's reassuring us. He's saying, don't be anxious because he knows we're going to be. So he's saying, don't be. Even if you feel the that, that spirit of fear or, or some angst coming upon you, make a choice to not be that. I know some of you may be thinking, well, that's not always easy. I'll tell you this. I know that to be a fact. So I'll be honest with you guys. Up until about maybe two or three years ago, 
um, as much faith as I even had then, um, there was something that scared me and it, it, it scared me so much that it was really one of the reasons that drove me to write books and to, um, do the different things that God had called me to do. It wasn't about fulfilling my purpose, even though I knew I had one, but it was about a fear. I had a fear of being a single mom. (laughs) I've been one now for almost 17 years, 18, but I had this fear of not being able to take care of my children, that we would end up homeless and I couldn't feed them. And, um, truth be told, it actually happened twice. But what I found out, so, so this is what I want to share with you. I would go in the store and I'm again, a single mom, only income in my household. I would budget my money. I would um, know when my bills were due. I would, I've never splurged money, but I always had this fear of not being able to feed my children so much so that even when I knew I had money in my pocket, And I could afford to even buy extra things for them. And I did because I never wanted my kids to feel or believe or have a picture of a life of destitute when we were serving the almighty God. But when I would walk into a store, there would be this spirit of heaviness and oppression that would come upon me to the point that my head would hurt so bad that I would feel like my eyes were going to pop out of my head and I was it took every ounce of me second by second to just survive the trip to the store it wasn't that I was blowing money or doing anything wrong with it I was buying a necessity but fear was there and it was real it felt real at least but At one point, I realized that God has always kept me. I realized that I had history with him. I realized beyond anything that I'm his daughter and that God doesn't lie. And so I just started to just believe him. And I would, I would, before I go to the store, I would get scriptures and I would read them and I would um, uh, declare them over my life and the life of my children. I would speak over my finances. And as I walked in the store, it would get to the point that sometimes I would boldly say, Satan, get behind me. I rebuke you. And I would rebuke the spirit of fear. And then I would go into the store. And sometimes throughout the store, I'd have to sing a song or him or him in my spirit. So that that spirit of heaviness did not come upon me. I'm sharing this with you because I need for someone out there to know that this woman of God that you listen to week after week who loves God. And I do believe God and my faith is so much stronger than it was even then that I had a time in my life that angst. I was anxious. I was fearful. So now when I share that scripture with others, it's not from a condemning place. Hey, the word of God says, don't be anxious. No, it's a don't be anxious because we don't have to be. Don't be anxious because that's just the enemy trying to distract you. Don't be anxious because our God cannot, nor will he ever lie to us. He's promised to be for us, to be with us, to never leave nor forsake us. And remember, we spoke before about how leaving and forsaking is two totally different definitions, because sometimes a person can stay with you, but they forsaken you. They didn't leave you, but their heart is far from you. That's not who our God is. I want to share another scripture with you, and I want to share with you about a a man who I have just 
had the greatest respect for. I've even actually considered his story over and over again when I'm in situations where I seem like the the odds are against me and I'm backed in the corner and man nobody else is going to stand up for this matter and who's going to defend the underdog and I feel that nudge in my spirit to that that holy ghost saying hey it's your time it's you you stand up you speak up and it's in Psalms 34 and verse 4 Again, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And David, the great warrior, the mighty king, the man after God's own heart. He said these words, he penned them. Again, Psalms 34, verse 4. He said, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. All of his fears. The same one who defeated Goliath, the same one who destroyed a a lion and a bear when they came to take his father's sheep. He had fears. He had fears. But the thing I want to share with you that I believe helped David to overcome was that David was able to admit he had a fear. David was able to admit to God, he said, hey, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I, I, I need you. He said, I sought the Lord. So what I want to encourage you to do now, if you're feeling angst, anxiety, fear, is to seek God, to seek him. If you have any questions about your salvation, if you have any questions about the realness of our God, email me, Vivian at VivianBell.com, Vivian at VivianBell.com. And I will answer any question you have. I will give you a biblical, spiritual answer. And I will just pray for you. So if you have prayer requests, reach out, do that. But the first thing we have to do is acknowledge that we have a fear. I had to acknowledge that I was scared, that this spirit of oppression was attacking me. And then I had to do what David did. I had to seek the Lord. I had to seek him for understanding. I had to seek him for guidance. I had to seek his face. I had to realize that even though this thing appeared to be bigger and I couldn't do it, that I trusted him to do it, even in the midst of fear. And you know what? He did for me as he did for David. He delivered me from my fears. If we go back to Philippians chapter four and we go back and read verses eight and nine, It reads as follows. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just and whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So again, the word says, whatever is true, what's true is that God is real and he's still on the throne. What's true is that he's given us the spirit of, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us love, power, and sound mind. He's given us love. He came to this earth, died for us, shed blood to restore us back to him. Don't think he's in heaven saying, Oh, yeah, I'm sick of you. I'm going to just punish you. Now, there are times when God has 
put punishment upon man. But I need you to rest in the fact that God does love you. He's giving you power, the same power he had when he walked this earth. He said greater things than these that he did that we shall do as well. He's put the enemy under our feet and given us all authority and dominion in this earth. So we've got love, love that never fails, love that heals, protects God's power, dominion over all things, even over the darkness. And he's given us a sound mind. So when the thoughts come, the thoughts of torture from the enemy, remember that your mind is sound. Ask the Holy Spirit to be your guide and to give you discernment of what is from God and what is not. Then you accept the truth of God's word and you stand on it. Stand on it. Again, I share with you just one of the things that I would be anxious about. I even remember lying in bed and over and over again in my mind. And for those of you who don't know me personally, I have an analytical type of mind. Um, by day, I'm actually an accountant and a bookkeeper. Um, and I, I am always just analyzing from audits to whatever. My mind has always been one for numbers and analyzation. And um, I remember as a little girl going into a particular mall with my father, recognizing that there were three different colored tiles on the floor. And each time we would go to the mall, I decided that I would count how many tiles of each color there was. And so I would get in a position, I get my dad to take me to a certain part of the mall and I'd say, hey, look at this. And I get them all caught up or get my siblings busy. And then I would stand there and count the tiles across the floor. Then I would each trip, I count from one entrance, say, hey, dad, let's go in this this way this week. I count from one entrance to maybe JCPenney's or whatever store we stopped at, just how many rows of tiles there were. So anyways, just to say the least, I counted tiles. I, at that young age, not even realizing it, I was, I would say, well, if it's this many tiles and, and if we said a thousand people came in this mall in a week, how many people are going to step on a black tile? So I'm sharing that with you just so you kind of know what my analytical mind does. But anyways, I had this place, um, in my mind where I needed to see everything, know the end from the beginning. My, my mom would call me. She always calls me the show me girl. She would say, you're the show me girl. Everyone has to prove everything to you. They have to show you. You have to see everything. And I just, I just had that kind of mind. God created me that way. But it became a downfall at one point, again, after becoming a single mom of How am I going to pay this bill? This is due at this time. I won't get paid until this time. How is this going to work? Will this person give? And my mind would just run, 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 run. What I decided, what I've done is I have tools. So as I told you earlier, you need to admit that you have a fear, then put it before the Lord. But you also need to have tools because see, the enemy knows how to deceive us. He's been doing it from the beginning. He will make a thing look bad or make a thing look as if it's the end for you just by convincing you that it is because you can't see the end. But what you have to do, and I tell this to my children, I've provided this for my children. You have to find a scripture that combats 
every lie the enemy has ever told you. Because see, the thing about him, he's not creative. He'll only keep using the same tool over and over again. He will be a liar and he will also... With lying, not only will he lie you lie to you, but he will distract you. So what we have to do is we have to be smarter than him. You see, the enemy is very strategic. So when I realized that he has been plotting against me my whole life, using the same tools over and over again to try to keep me from reaching my purpose, trying to keep me from getting to this podcast or the blog or the books or the sermons that I'll preach, that I have preached, that I will preach to share my testimonies. When I recognize that he is so evil, he's a plotter, he's deceptive. He does not want the will of God to be done in the earth. I thought to myself, if he's strategic, then don't you think I should be? So I began to pray to God and I said, Lord, give me a strategy. Give me a strategy to feed these fears. Give me a strategy for this and for that. And one of the strategies that I've used that has been successful for me and God delivering me from my fears, that has been successful in my with my children that have at times dealt with anxiety, one child in particular. It's also something that I share with all of my clients that I counsel in reference to anxiety. Make note cards. Write them on sheets of paper, but get a scripture to combat every lie and every attack from the enemy. If the enemy attacks you with lust and perversion, then get scriptures that talk about your mind and how whole you are and how blessed you are and how your work, the, 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 your, your, um, how your heart uh, about your heart and about how it's for God and how it's. From, from from it flows the issues of life and about controlling your thoughts. If for you it's anxiety, then get scriptures that talk about God will not leave you nor forsake you. I had to get scriptures that say I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. And I'm his righteous. I'm God's righteous, not because I'm righteous in and of myself, but because he gave me that title. He put it on me when he took my sins and gave me his blood. So tonight I want to encourage you Two, if you have anxiety to admit it, two, to seek God, and three, to prepare your weapons because you are already victorious. The enemy knows it. That's why he attacks you the way that he does. That's why he's attacking this country right now. But see, the thing that he does not understand, which you would think at some point he would get it because he thought that if Jesus went into the ground, that that was it. But he rose up again and not only did he exist, but now he exists on the inside of billions of us who have chosen to accept him as our savior and be baptized for the remission of our sins. So what he didn't realize is that God has been preparing his children. He's been preparing us. None of us knew exactly what it was that was going to take place, but I've sensed in my spirit for some time and just the words that, um, my communion with God in our private time, that yes, something was coming, but what was coming is going to be the glory of God. What's coming is an army of people of God rising up and proving, showing, standing by faith in this earth. The earth is groaning for us to stand up in our place to do what we should do.
been waiting for me to podcast, been waiting for you to write a book, been waiting for you to create an invention and patent it and, 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 and use your monies to further the kingdom and help those who are lost and help those who lack things. God has a purpose for everything, including this pandemic. God may not cause it all, but he's still in control and he will allow it because he's going to get glory. Allow him to get glory in your life as he delivers you from your fears, from all your fears. Because when you come out of this, when you come out of this, my God, you will be so changed, so strong, so mighty in your faith. My soul knows that. People of God, I'm praying for you. Stay encouraged. Believe the word of God. Declare it over your life. And wait expectantly for God to perform miracles, signs, and wonders in this season. Today, tonight, the podcast has been a little different. um, But I will ask that you hang on and uh, listen to the message from my sponsor, Sparkly Clean Services. They have been so gracious to sponsor um, almost every last one of our podcasts. So I just want to thank them. I ask the Lord to just bless the owner, Lenard Hayes, and everything that his hands touch, that it will be blessed, that his home will lack nothing in this season. I know he's coming out of this greater, and so are you. So may God bless you, stay encouraged, be at peace, and remember, you can always reach out for prayer. You can also go to the the website, which I'm not sure if that's where you found the podcast link, but if you go to Anchor dot fm forward slash vivian hyphen bell is the main launch page for this podcast although you can find it on spotify as well but if you go to the anchor site you're able to leave a voice message and i can play that back in the next podcast or hear it and answer your questions and pray for you so again this is vivian bell the host of this podcast she who believes and i am indeed she who believes i believe not only is this nation coming out of this but i believe we're coming out of it stronger with greater faith and obedience to god and watching god perform miracle signs and wonders letting the world know that he is indeed real i love you and god bless you take care car the eyesore in the parking lot do you park your car in the garage so no one knows that you live there or is the water in your pool green if any of these things are you don't worry our team will get you sparkly clean give us a call for your mobile detailing pressure washing and full service pool care needs at 727-678-6478 and we'll make your life sparkly clean.